0: everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. It's the Psychic Hour. Woo! This is <laughs> this is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower, and all things psychic, obviously. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. I <laughs> <laughs> realized I didn't raise my chair up, so I'm lower than you. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's going fine. A little bit rushed right before the show so I'm like trying to uh trying to ground in here <laughs> oh there you go
1: take a deep breath
0: here hold my <sighs> grounding <present>. rock. <laughs> there you go how's it going
1: how was your day good good busy and you know what um I started a. I I do I I'm I mentor healers let me just put yeah. it that way um I do one-on-one like if you want to learn to really be like a master energy healer. Um, I mentor people one-on-one to do that. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done it in a while. I took a couple of years off from teaching and mentoring and all that stuff. And I just started back up today. And I got to tell you, I love it. I had a blast. It was so much fun. It was really nice to get back to that and realize, you know what I really love is teaching. I love teaching. Mm -hmm. And this, it was really, really fun wonderful to get started. So, I'm really excited about that and I I want to mentor more people that are, you know, really serious yeah. about, you know, becoming a, you know, a full-fledged master healer, man. It's just it's so much fun. It is. That's awesome. Well, very yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Good, good. Well, we've got lots of people popping up in the chat here. I want to say hello to Barb and Barbara and GB, Alexis, Cranky. Amy, Redgirl, Lauren, Jessica, Renee. Good to uh, have everybody here and everyone else that is uh that's you know shuffling in. And <laughs> listening wherever
1: or whenever you mm-hmm. hear
0: this show. <laughs> yeah. other Amy. <laughs> yeah. Uh and as always on Thursday nights we ask the age old question, hey Jacqueline, what did you have for dinner?
1: Nothing yet, we had a late lunch because I was really busy, and so was Rhonda, and so I don't know. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich probably after this, or something. I don't know, Nothing. Wow. Major. <laughs> hey, Aaron, and Jacqueline. oh, I said, Jacqueline, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> oh, Amy, how does one get me as a teacher? Well, probably go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. It's on the screen here, uh and e- send us an email. And I okay. will respond back to you about how you get me as a teacher.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Well, we haven't eaten yet either. We are, uh, Scott and Mars are making steak gorgonzola.
1: Ooh, nice.
0: That's right? good. We went shopping yesterday, and on our way home, we grabbed chicken nuggets from Burger King. Nothing fancy. But so then Scott hadn't had dinner, so he made himself steak gorgonzola, and Mars was like, what the what? Well, I want that. So we're, he's making it again for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, no PB and J for this guy, apparently. apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a long night and a long morning at our house. We ended up uh, putting our golden retriever down this morning. And so, yeah, and, and we knew last night we, this was coming. She's had cancer for a few months, but uh so last night, Mars wanted to let her sleep in her bed so that she slept in a bed for her last night on Earth. And uh, that was a bit of a disaster. She just uh, was too uncomfortable. And anyway, nobody got much sleep last night. So, oh, but... you yeah, know, it sucks and I hate it. And this is two dogs in two months for us, you know, and they're yeah. both old dogs. Oh, God. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we've gone from a family of five dogs to a family of three in two months. Yeah. But our vet is so wonderful and he was so sweet. I knew he would be. He has been in the past Uh, (laughs) because this isn't our first rodeo. Right. uh, Yeah. So we just kind of had a weird day. Like everybody's a little disconnected and. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. That's just where it's at. Yeah. But I have to say, I've been kind of thinking about a new puppy since i lost my little skippy but i just yeah. i don't want to get a new job dog just to get a new dog i know exactly what i want and so i'm going to wait until the mm. right thing comes up but i sure. want another i want another dear chihuahua like our little rico so mm-hmm. until i can find a, a little fawn dear chihuahua and i want a puppy you know and listen don't at me about rescuing i'm all for rescuing i have rescued many many times
1: mm-hmm.
0: but because we have our pigs Yes. I need a puppy that can be raised with the pigs so that we don't have any aggression problems because that could be a disaster.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You need a puppy that can be used to the pigs from day one. and Yeah. It's a good idea.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what I'm thinking about is a deer chihuahua. And I'm not in a huge rush. If, you know, I were to find one soon, great. But if it was a few months, that'd be okay too. We have a very busy spring upcoming so yeah I'm either. not in a huge rush but I'm kind of feeling like I'm ready so mm-hmm. yeah good yeah good stuff so I am hearing that parts of the U.S. are about to get pummeled with a storm so yeah I hope that you guys are safe out there not us it's not <laughs> us mm-hmm. we've been pretty lucky this winter really
1: yeah we you know well we had like six days of snow and that's about what we've had <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, we got
1: slammed pretty hard and then it's just been cold as hell. Oh, it has sucked. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. Wow. Well, and our school district is closed tomorrow, not because of the snow, because there's not enough teachers.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got one here and one in Rigby. A bunch of them are closing because mm-hmm. they have like the, one of our districts here yeah. where I live, they are expecting 130 employees to be out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody has COVID. And remember, we live in a place that is,
1: yeah, right?
0: (laughs) I don't. (laughs) We live in a place that people have been very, very hesitant to vaccinate and then add Omicron, and Omicron has, oh my hell. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, you're getting it, you know? And so it has been, it's crazy. So, anyway, uh, (laughs) that's how things are here. Yeah. pretty wild i was let's see amy had pot roast with potatoes and carrots the other amy had breakfast uh eggs and bacon i love breakfast for dinner but nobody in my house does except for me oh i love it jerks <laughs> just
1: make cranky, it for yourself
0: uh, and tell them all to go to burger king right they can go ahead oh so did gb have breakfast for dinner nice all mm, nice. right they can go get nugs at burger king yeah <laughs> cranky had grilled cheese and tomato soup Ooh, that's a fan favorite around here mm-hmm. That's comfort food. My adult kids make that all the time
1: because it was comfort food at home. Uh, they do that a lot or tuna melts. I, I mean, I'll have the grilled soup. cheese, but you just go ahead and keep that tomato soup. i know. all to
0: yourself. Not your jam.
1: Jacqueline had mm. a
0: salmon burger. Cranky loves bacon. Yeah, right? Come on. Uh, Who doesn't, doesn't love bacon? bacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, pretty much, we don't eat pork anymore since we got the pigs. It just seems like the wrong thing to do. <laughs> well, except yeah. for bacon. <laughs> like I'll buy turkey sausage, turkey, anything else, like that's fine. And we don't cook like pork chops or pork roast or no, that just seems like not okay. Uh but bacon is the one exception to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. There'll be a comment about this. We were already informed on YouTube earlier today that we're both going to hell. Yes, <laughs> we so that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't really believe in hell, so I think I'm okay. But
1: yeah, I'm not that concerned. And frankly, right. from what I've heard about who's going versus who isn't, I would think I would prefer hell. So I know it sounds hell like a fine. way better time.
0: <laughs> I'm not too worried. Yeah. No. Erin had chicken spaghetti. Barbara had homemade chili, cheese, and crackers. Oh, Amy <laughs> forgot to thaw the pork chops. <laughs> oh no! So they had to do something easy. Oh, I so hear this. These are the things that I do all the time. Yeah. Let's see. All righty. Well, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for all of your sweetness. Yeah. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Pig brothers do sound fun, right? And we had last winter, we had my son had just gotten a puppy and he was living with us over the winter break while he was working and the pigs loved his puppy. Our sow mothered that puppy until it was just funny. They had so <laughs> much fun together. So I know a puppy will do fine, but yeah, I just worry about getting a dog that's a little bit older that, you know,
1: I, I, lived I just with don't want to do aggression
0: issues. Yeah. yeah. yeah I no, don't. I think you're smart. For the safety of the pigs and for the puppy, you know, or the yeah. dog. It just, it makes more sense. Yep. Yep. Alexis said she works at a university and they were sent home today because so many are sick and, uh, and vaccinated. Yeah. I, it's crazy. Yeah. I know it. Oh, Lauren said the high schools in their district are all remote right now. Yeah. My kids, their call, their university has not gone remote, and they've been really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Amy said that uh, one of their high schools has lunch staff and janitors taking over classrooms because they don't have teachers. That's how it's pretty much where we're at, too. There's not enough subs. The subs are all sick. The teachers are all sick. The admin are all sick
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: oh these guys would like to join us in hell yes that's okay please
1: do it seems like a lot funner place frankly hell's gonna be great (laughs) it won't be cold (laughs) awesome
0: (laughs) oh Mary Jo had Brunswick stew and cheese toast nice (laughs) yep nice Mm -hmm. oh wow red girl had a parakeet that loved chicken and ham <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah.
1: Don't, don't tell her about the chicken <laughs> that's the thing with the
0: pigs pigs will eat anything oh yeah and so if you were to give them or accidentally you know like drop something on the floor that was a pork product they don't care they do not care i care. Yeah. i care that feels so wrong <laughs> you have
1: me. you have awareness of what it is they don't <laughs>
0: They don't Pigs don't they actually don't have, care. you know,
1: self-awareness, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kevin said his local uh, city uh, urgent care is closed, as is the Starbucks. Wow, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Petco, we tried to go to Petco a couple of days ago for some things that Scott needed for his uh, for his fish, and they were closed because they didn't have enough staff. Wow. Petco, it's where the pets go and the mm. COVID, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> It's true. Birds do eat bugs. Yeah, birds love bugs. Mm-hmm. We used to raise turkeys. And if you would uh, take a handful of mealworms out to the turkeys, they would go bonkers for those. Love them. Hey, GG. Yeah. Oh, the Waffle House is still open, Red Girl said. That's how we gauge things. <laughs> good to things know. Good to know. We don't have Waffle Houses around here. We have IHOP. If you want to take your chances on that. Yeah. But, yeah. Ooh, Amy said I quit getting eggs from my uncle when I found out he fed his hens chicken. I just couldn't do it. Mm, yeah, no. Uh. Bugs, bugs is one thing, but chicken, really? But I will tell you, we used to uh, we used to have chickens too, and uh, we bought chicken feed from a local um, granary, like mm. feed feed lot, not feed mm-hmm. lot. What are they called? Well, the granary feed store, the feed store, yeah, where they were mixing their own chicken feed. And it had all this pink stuff in it. And I was like, what the heck is that? So we asked them. It was pork. That kind of grossed me out. Yeah. But for laying hens, they do want to get a lot of protein to them. But that was kind of weird to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And chickens will definitely eat their eggs. Yeah. They love it. Love it. Yeah. That's a little hard to take, too. They'll eat each other, too, actually. Chickens are quite the cannibals. Yeah, so that's a fun conversation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Alexis. Oh, no. And she said, if anyone is following the Chandler-Halderson trial, they said his bonfire smelled like a pork roast. Oh, I've
1: heard that before. No, yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah. I have
1: Mm -hmm. heard that, too.
0: Chickens are dinosaurs. I agree. Mm
1: Chickens are
0: dinosaurs. Oh, Megan has a macaw that will fight you for steak, cheese, or chicken. He will chase you. Yes. Yep. We had a blue and gold for a while that uh, she absolutely loved chicken, chicken legs. We hadn't given them to her. The people we got her from told us that she, if you just gave her a drumstick, that she would hold it and work on it forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yikes. Mm -hmm.
0: Hard yikes. I, I guess for us, it's just, I don't know. I guess it's a little different for humans, the thought of eating humans. Yeah. 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 Not so cool. But, you know, on all of that note, we are going to talk about some animal communication stuff tonight. And we're going to do some readings from the chat room. Uh, either. I mean, we, we can do animal readings, but we can also do not animal readings. <laughs> if you have something else.
1: I mean, humans are animals. So I guess it would be all animal right? readings. It's just all animals all the time tonight. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I wanted to talk a little bit and share an exercise with you about connecting to your animals uh, in a more uh, useful way to teach you a couple of things. So, but before we uh, do that, Christy, I just wondered uh, if you wanted to share a little bit about your own experiences with animal communication and just with uh, working with animals. Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of my probably my favorite animals to work with are horses And Mm -hmm. I've done quite a bit of remote work with horses, with a couple of different families that Mm -hmm. farmed and had multiple horses. Horses are so, so smart. Mm -hmm. And you really can get in with horses quickly. And I have helped um, figure out fertility problems with horses. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done a lot of chakra work with horses that were like um, really, really skittish. And not adjusting to like a new owner or a new uh-huh. rider, you know that were scared they didn't understand what was happening, or they were struggling to trust horses, yeah. horses are very aware of the fact that humans wrong them, uh-huh, and they do not forgive easily,
0: yeah,
1: and uh yeah, so I horses probably are my favorite really, because they are so smart, and because. They, they have a little more awareness than a lot of animals do, you know, yes. they're a little more aware of themselves and their surroundings and the humans in their lives and stuff like that. You know, other animals, not so much, Yeah, but yeah. horses and, and horses can really heal. You know, I, I've been mm-hmm. amazed at some of the things that we've been, uh, that I've been able to help with, you know, mm-hmm. problems with various behaviors and injuries that won't heal and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So that's really fun, you know, beyond just like my own cats and dogs. Yeah. I, oh gosh, Leroy's 12, 13, probably actually. I about, so about 13 years ago, I used to, um, I used to foster cats for the, um, what you call it, humane society. Yeah. Um, it was mm-hmm. before we got our son. And once I had a kid, it was like, no, oh, you can't do both. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I used to foster cats. And so we got these two boys, these two male kittens, and they were, um, one was three months and one was four months. And I, we named them Herbie and Leroy. Mm-hmm. And we decided to keep them. They were the most beautiful. We still have Leroy. Herbie passed a mm-hmm. few years ago. Um, Leroy is a black tabby. And Herbie was a Russian blue, beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful cats. They were both feral when they came to us. Mm -hmm. And so I had them in a cage in a spare bedroom and I would go and sit with them and do energy work for them every day. Mm -hmm. And finally they'd start putting their paws out and let me pet them. And I could put my hand in the cage. Then I could open the door and pet them a little bit. And then they'd start coming out and, you know, wandering around in that room and I very slowly acclimated those two boys to being house cats
0: mm-hmm. using
1: animal communication and energy healing you know to just show them that they were safe yeah that's one of the biggest things that animals need to know especially anytime there's a change around them is that they need to know that they're safe yeah absolutely absolutely And it was, uh, that that probably was one of my most powerful experiences was raising those two boys to a point that then they became house cats, you know? Yeah. Uh, Really, really powerful. And then the only, the other thing that I do a lot of uh, with animal communication is that I communicate with my animals when when we travel. So if we're out of town and, um, you know, like we've got a pet sitter, we have a wonderful pet sitter, but I love to... Uh, reach out through animal communication, and just especially if we leave our dogs home, our cats are kind of like, eh, you'll be back, you know, it's all good. But our little <laughs> dogs, we have a Chihuahua and a Dachshund, mm-hmm. and they like it when we leave, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, so I can reach out to them and, and just let them know that I'm okay. Check Mm -hmm. in with them; they're okay. Remind them that we're coming home, that kind of thing. And you know, that's that's probably the main way that I use animal communication is just letting my own my own animals know that they're okay and safe, and that you know we're okay too, and that we're going to be home, and Mm -hmm. you know those kinds of things. Yeah, most definitely, awesome. And that's actually a skill I'm going to teach you guys tonight:
0: is how to tune into your animals when you're not home to show them what you're doing and let them know that you're coming back because they do worry. They do worry. Yeah. Well, I love that you talked about horses because I was thinking about a particular animal communication uh, situation <laughs> that we had with the horse one time that just, it still really makes me laugh. We were called out to a stable. There was a horse that was, uh, she was a race horse. But uh, she was not doing her job. She was winning (laughs) her races. She was fast as hell. But as soon as she would get, uh, you know, inside of the finish line, she was bucking her jockey. Like, pretty consistently. And her owners were really frustrated because she could have been a really good racehorse. And so, of course, this is what they wanted, you know. So they asked us to come out and talk to her and see if we could get a sense of, Why was she doing this? She also, her behavior at the stable was pretty questionable. And so we went out there and so, you know, she's stabled. And the first thing that really struck me is we talked to the people that managed the stables and we asked what her name was and they didn't know. They knew her owner's name. She was Les's horse and that's all they knew. Yeah. And we were like, well, how, what do you call her? And they were like, we don't call her anything. Oh okay okay so that was the first thing that we just kind of thought well that is a little strange they they had to go find her papers to tell us what her name was which she did inform us later that certainly was not her name Mm -hmm. uh but anyway so we go to work with this horse and she was really standoffish and when you work in person With large animals, you always work through a fence, always, right? Oh, yeah. Because we're not going to be stupid and put our, you know, safety at risk. And you don't know this animal. Even if you feel like you have a heart connection to them, you just don't be dumb, right? You always just have to be really safe. Yeah. And so I was working through the stall. um, And at first, she was way back in the corner of the stall, really eyeing me. This horse had an instant air of arrogance, man. (laughs) As soon Mm -hmm. as you walked up to her, she let you know that I'm cool and you suck. You know, that was how she acted. It was so funny. But anyway, I, but that's who she was, you know? So I just, uh, I put my hands out and started sending her some energy and started opening up a little communication with her. And she finally walked over to, and put her head over the stall where I was standing. And she started picking up my hair. (laughs) In her mouth. And I have long hair. It was and, the Yeah, Christy and Rhonda were standing a few We couldn't decide if we should come
1: and save you, if she was gonna eat your hair, because it went on forever. We're like mm-hmm. we is she, uh, is Katie okay? Uh mm-hmm. yeah. I just really
0: wanted her to uh trust me. And I felt like she was really checking in with me here to see if she uh, you know, was gonna trust me. So I was just like convinced I'm not going to move unless she like eats hair or yanks it out I'm doing nothing right (laughs) so I'm just standing here totally totally still and silent and she just you know a few strands at a time pulled all of my hair over my head she worked on it for a minute and I did not move (laughs) inside I'm going oh my god please don't yank my hair out or eat it but she didn't and then she put it all back So now I'm standing here and my hair is just, you know, in this huge disarray and I don't even want to fix it. I just don't want to do anything. But that's when we finally opened up some communication and we learned a few things. We did learn that she was not happy about the fact that they didn't know her name. She was very aware that she'd been bought and sold over and over again and that she, that's all she was. Some Mm -hmm. horses you come across have had really meaningful bonds with humans yeah. and she had not. No. She had not. And she really, really disliked men. Really disliked men. Ooh, And those male jockeys, she hated them. And she did. Uh, somebody mentioned this. Aaron said she didn't want to share the win with the jockey. That's absolutely correct. She did not. She was doing all of the work. Um, it really pissed her off that they would whip her because they didn't need to. She'd be winning and they'd be whipping her. And she didn't understand that, you know. She actually really liked to run, which surprised me because I wondered if she would, you know, what her energy about racing would be, because that's a very hardcore industry. And, you know, yeah. and a lot of people have strong feelings about the way animals are used for gain. Like this. <clears throat> she actually loved it. She, she loved winning and she fully believed that she was better than every other horse. Uh One of the horses in the stable next to her kept coming over and trying to get involved in what we were doing. And she would bare her teeth and charge at him. Oh, she was not having it. No, um, she didn't like any of the other horses there. She thought they were stupid, uh, in her words. I I was amazed by the uh personality of this horse. I'd never come across an animal that was quite so uh, well, like her. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we had talked about what a what about a female jockey? Because she liked women, but she did not like men because of experiences she'd had. Right. So we had talked about, you know, if you don't knock it off and quit bucking your jockey, you're not going to be racing anymore. You're just going to be uh in a pasture. And she was kind of okay with that too, but we had really discussed finding a female jockey and she said that she would love that and that that would be perfect for her. They couldn't find a female jockey. They did try, but this is a very small area and there's just not a lot of jockeys and there were no female jockeys and she did eventually end up a broodmare <laughs> because she wouldn't quit. She just kept doing it.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but we did at least make them learn her name and tell us her name so that she had a little more of an identity yeah. with them. But that was a really, really interesting experience. I've never forgotten that feeling of having her picking up all my hair like that and just really having to stand there and trust that something terrible
1: wasn't about to happen. I know We were standing there like ready to run for you to get you out of there if we had to, but yeah, it was okay.
0: Nope. This was, this was a trust building exercise apparently, but
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> at any rate, now Christy and I both have had hundreds of animal communication experiences. And oh, so, yeah. uh, I mean, we could fill an entire show or more with them, but I, I want to go a little bit deeper and share a few more, uh, you know, some, some ideas for you guys. Cause I know that most of you guys are animal people too. And so, and even if you don't have, you know, animals in your house, Hey Jeanette, even if you don't live with animals in your house, you know, you may very well interact with animals in your neighborhood or someone else's home. You know, there's lots of ways to interact with, uh, with pets, even if you don't have, or with animals, even if you don't have like animal companions in your home. Right. And so, uh, a few things I wanted to share about just working with animals in general and that's that animals think about things or they see things in a series of pictures. Humans do that too, to a certain degree. You have the, you know, the whole movie running in your head all the time of what you're doing, you know, and where you're going and things like that. But humans think more in a series of consequences and animals are just absolute. And so it's a little bit different. So I really like the analogy that perhaps you are at a a park and some kids run up to your dog. And your first thought is don't bite those kids or don't snap at those kids. That's the picture that you're holding. That's what yeah. you're showing your dog. So then maybe he does snap at those kids and he gets in trouble. And he literally did exactly what you told him not
1: or told him to do. Because right.
0: he, that's what you showed him was that potential consequence.
1: Yeah, there's no do or don't. It's, Mm-mm.
0: yeah. In in early childhood, uh, this is a lot like little kids, you know. Um, uh, I have never communicated with a hippo, no. I've communicated with elephants before, however. Mm-hmm, yeah. elephants are cool as hell. Elephants are amazing, wow. Um, So we had been, sorry, now I'm... <laughs> I had to answer that Uh, at any rate. When you are thinking about sharing with an animal the intention that you have or what you want them to do, don't show them what you don't want. I know, double negative, but don't show them what you don't want. Oh, what I was talking about is in early childhood, in early childhood, there has been an opportunity to uh, in studying toddlers that they're the same way. Then right. if you like if you yell at kids that are running past, don't run. They probably don't hear the don't, they just hear the run, right? right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's toddlers like up to age three. Uh and animals really think the same way. Yeah. yeah. Really, really interesting. Uh dolphins love humans. Dolphins typically are very, very uh curious about humans. There is I don't know if it's a an agreement between humans and dolphins. I mean, obviously a lot of humans violate that agreement if there is, Mm -hmm. but there is a cooperation between humans and dolphins. It's really interesting. There are Mm -hmm. so many stories like age old stories about dolphins, saving people
1: that are drowning Mm -hmm.
0: and things like that.
1: Or protecting people from sharks.
0: protecting people. Yep. From sharks and for, for, or from other danger. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, So, With that being said, when you are trying to hold space with an animal or show them what you want them to do, be absolute about it. Mm -hmm. Hold the picture of what you want them to see. So, for example, to go back to our first analogy, if you you have a behavior you want your dog to do, like say kids are running up to your dog and you don't want him to snap at them, show him dropping his head in submission, Show him you protecting him or show him walking to the side of you and dropping his head. A lot of times with dogs, particularly that do aggressive stuff, that's what I show them is Mm -hmm. standing next to their owners and dropping their heads so that uh, there's a, we're, we're building some trust in the owner being in charge and also in protecting them versus that need to lunge forward and, you know, get out of hand. So. Animals have the same chakra system that humans do, except for one. Animals have what's known as the brachial chakra. And so the brachial chakra is between the shoulder blades right at the base of the neck. And when you think about with a lot of animals, the way you interact with them, when you pet them, you know, down the head and onto the shoulder blades, down the head mm-hmm. and onto the shoulder blades. That's how a lot of petting goes. A lot of people scratch right in there. That's the brachial chakra. And that is where their spirit connects to your spirit in a sense. That's kind of their, like, that's their magic is right there. Mm -hmm. And so when you are working on connecting with an animal, particularly one that you don't know, or like in the case of the feral cats or an animal that's been abused or, you know, is scared, that's where you want to, connect your energy to them. Even if you're not touching them, you want to connect your heart to their brachial chakra. Yeah. So, how do you do that? Well, just sit with me for a minute. Close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths here. Let's think about an animal that you would like to connect to. This could easily just be someone who already lives in your house. Or not. You decide And I want you to envision pulling a silver cord of light out of your heart chakra. and then plugging it into that animal's brachial. So imagine that, if you can, or envision that, between their shoulder blades or kind of above, at their shoulder blades or the base of their neck, as a spiraling, circling ball of indigo or purple light. To me, it kind of looks like the universe. And just plug your silver cord into their brachial, and that creates a connection, a connection point for the two of you to share space together, and you can sit with that for just a minute, and really feel their energy, and and allow them to feel yours, this is a really good way to bond, And to gain trust. And then you can just allow that connection to exist, right? To continue between the two of you. Once you have that in place, this is a good way to send communication, pictures. So, say you're at work all day. And... Early afternoon, you just cannot quit thinking about your cat or your dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's probably them reaching out to you. Yeah. No. Particularly your dogs, because they give themselves jobs in your life. And a lot of times, the job they'll assign themselves is working with you, protecting you, right? Mm-hmm. Taking care of you in some way. Dogs are just born caregivers, so many of them. Mm-hmm. So if they, are you know worried about you you're not there this is where we see a lot of uh like anxiety you know separation anxiety C- dogs that will like shred the curtains in the phone book <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that when you're not home. It's because the you're phone not book. there.
1: there. Is this nineteen eighty two? I was thinking about it.
0: A dog I had a client years ago that uh shredded an entire phone book in the living room while his mom was at the grocery store. Anyway oh, <laughs> That mess, mm-hmm. It was, yes. Uh, <laughs> but separation anxiety. Uh, they'll do destructive things. But anyway, it's because you're not there for them to do their job. And how can they do their damn job if you're not here for them to do it? Right? So tune in with them. Do the brachial, the heart to brachial or heart to heart. If this is an animal that you know really well that's, you know, been in your life for years, you can just connect from your heart to their heart. The brachial exercise is really good for animals that you don't know very well. Uh, particularly like in Christy's case with the feral cats or with a like an injured, like say you have an injured raccoon in your yard that you want to help, or you have, you know, you're volunteering at the shelter and you want to help the dog to trust you so that you can help them or whatever. But if you're just working with your own animals, you can just connect at the heart, your heart to their heart is just fine too. But then show them, send them. That's like your telephone wire, right? Show them pictures of what you're doing. You know, here I am sitting at my desk. Here I am driving in the car. And here I am walking in the house. So think about walking in the house and how do you do it, right? Do you walk in through the garage every day and the first thing you do is give them a pet and a love and take them out to potty or whatever you do, however you do it, right? Think about your typical routine and show them that this is me coming back. Right. They know you're coming back probably unless they're a rescue and then you'd be surprised how often they get very anxious about uh, what has happened to them in the past. Uh, But typically they know you're coming back, but they still could use that reassurance that you're, you're coming back soon. You know, I I like that old saying that, uh, you know, to remember with your animals, the animals that you live with, uh, you have your family, your friends, your job, the world, but you are their world, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's an easy way, an easy way for connection. I, and this is a really good one when you're traveling. I have so frequently have clients that are going to be gone, you know, for maybe for a couple of weeks, and their dog is going to be at the not sh- not the shelter, at the <laughs> the kennel. <laughs> do put your dog in the shelter when you're traveling. You know, they're going to be at the kennel or maybe there's somebody that's coming over to check on them. Check in with them every day with that energy. Have you ever had somebody put your the phone up to the dog's ear and you try and talk to them? It doesn't do much. They no. don't care. A lot of times they don't even act like they recognize your voice. Or if they do, they're just, you know. Well, they can't it, it find you. They can't find if, you. If again. Rhonda
1: does that, then CeCe goes looking for me which then I'm like, oh, no, no to that That created
0: confusion. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than that, connect at the spirit level. That's the way to really get through to them. The other way you can really use that technique is to help them understand what's going to happen. Yeah. If your animal is going to the vet, please, please explain it to them or call me or another animal communicator and help them explain it to them. So many times, I had a boxer client years ago uh she was She was a boxer, but she was pretty small and she ended up getting bred by a much bigger dog on accident and so she they she could not have those puppies and so her parents had taken her her family had taken her, and had gotten her spade when they got home. She was a nervous wreck and wouldn't eat wouldn't do anything. All she did wanted to do is just lay on her bed. She was in like deep grief and they felt so guilty because they thought it was because they took her puppies away, you know, because she was pregnant, but she was barely pregnant, but she was. Um, But this went on for a few days. She had not eaten and she was hardly drinking and they were really getting nervous and again feeling so guilty because they thought that this was some kind of grief that was, you know, triggered by aborting her puppies
1: they did yeah
0: so they finally called me and they were in another state you know a lot of animal communication is by distance I, I actually prefer it by distance I think you get a better connection than if you do in person but at any rate um so I tuned in with her and learned something that altogether different about her experience getting spayed that they didn't know they were abusive with her at the vet And this is really rare. I don't want to scare anybody about going to the vet, but this is what happened to her. She was kind of high strung and nervous. And they had somebody who, you know, when they dropped her off at the vet, had put her in a kennel until it was her turn for surgery. Well, they had a hard time getting her out of the kennel. She got kind of snappy. She got really nervous. She was in the corner of the pen. She had quite the standoff with her, and they were mean to her. And the person that got her out of the pen finally um, really roughed her up. And, uh, you know, and she was fighting and, and, you know, it was a, it was an incident. It was a bad incident. But uh, she was so devastated and so scared because she had no idea she was going there. You know, it just happened. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea why she was sent there. She couldn't understand why her family would put her through that, why they would take her to that terrible place. And so, of course, she was spayed came out of surgery, they came and got her and took her home and She was so scared and so sad because she was so sad that they took her there because she didn't understand. um I explained the whole part about the puppies, thinking that this was you know was the issue, and she was she didn't care she didn't want to have puppies. she wanted to be the baby at their house. that was fine with her, but this was about what happened to her that they just didn't know about yeah. and so I assured her that she would never go there again you know, and that she was going to have to go back and get her incision uh checked, but they'd go to a different vet and that this, you know, she'd never have to go there again. And then, of course, I had a conversation with her family about what I'd learned from her. And they, of course, uh, you know, loved on her and talked to her. And we assured her that uh we were really sorry. And that, of course, she wasn't there because she was in trouble or they were mad at her or anything. They were, it was because, you know, of the puppies that, this was, she wouldn't have been able to have those puppies. It would have been bad for her body. Anyway, just a few minutes after we got off the phone, I got a message from them that she jumped up on the couch and stole someone's sandwich. <laughs> she, <found laughs> she was her. eating again. She was eating again. She was really hungry. Our poor little thing. Yeah. yeah. But if you are going to have take an animal for an extended stay to go to the vet, anything like that, just show them going, you know, an idea of what's going to happen there and coming back home. Just yeah. do that for them, please.
1: Yeah, it does really help. Mm-hmm. I've done that for years with my cats and dogs. If they had to go and, mm-hmm. you know, have like dental surgery or a spay or something. And yeah. it, it has made a big difference. They're not as anxious.
0: Oh, yeah. and Most importantly, show them coming to get them and taking them home. Yeah. yep. So... I don't know. I think that's what I wanted to say about animals. Let me double check the chat and see if there's any questions and then we can get into some readings too. Sure. Oh, do they, do they, sorry. Do they instinctively know that kids don't know any better? I think they do. I think they do, but you got to consider what experiences they may have had with kids. You know, because some families let their kids beat the shit out of their dogs and think it's fine, you know? right? So you just, you just have to consider, you know, and maybe that hasn't been the case at your house. But then again, if this is a rescue, you might not know, you know, if that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And they do usually, yes, GB, they typically do love little kids, but they all have their own personalities too, you know, and some people don't like kids. (laughs) (laughs) right
1: well it just like um our little zizi we got her she's a she's a little chewini we got her when she was eight weeks old and a friend of ours a family member of theirs had had her and they bought her for their two-year-old as a pet and zizi was tiny tiny like tiny tiny Mm-hmm. And this little this little two year old was pulling her ears and her tail, and uh, she was biting the little kid, <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. like, okay, come on, this was a poor decision, and so that's that's how we ended up with Zizi, and Zizi mm-hmm. is probably the best dog I have ever had. Oh yeah, she is a wonderful dog, but yeah, yeah she just didn't feel safe in that situation.
0: Hmm. Yep, most definitely. Yep. Okay, so this is an interesting uh, point from Moonbeam, and I I will speak to this. Uh, She said, one of my dogs, a chihuahua, always gets scared on car rides, but only on the way to a place, not on the way back home. We think someone dropped her off and abandoned her at a park. She was found there. Animals that have been abandoned or let down by people, they will never forget that, ever. So I have had worked with animal communication, you know, clients, dogs that have been in a family for seven or eight years that will still ask you if this is their forever home, if they're ever going to be leaving here. Yeah. And of course their owners are flabbergasted, you know, they're like, of course you're not leaving. What? Why would they ever think that? Because it happened to them. Right. Because it happened to them. And it's not that they don't trust you, but they trusted the first family too, you know? And so, yeah. So Moonbeam, Now, just use that skill that I taught you to show her where you're going and coming back home. So before you even leave the house to see if we can help her get more comfortable on the car ride there so that then we can turn around and come back home and maybe start cutting that fear down. But yeah, that's I've seen that so many times and it's shocking to people that go, we give this dog the life of Riley. Like, how could they possibly think that we wouldn't, uh, you know, they would ever be going anywhere, but you can't forget that that did happen to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, Starry Night said, our dog Indy, we think, has trauma around showers. So I try to sing and talk really happily to him to make him not so sad during baths. With Indy, I see being sprayed down with the hose.
1: Ah. I think yeah. that's,
0: yeah, this, yeah, the hose. Um cold water and as a punishment yeah yeah but there you go you just try and make it a happy situation and not a frightening one yeah yeah Alexis said our cat Henry doesn't purr or like affection we've never had a cat like him and we've had him since he was two months old what can I do to connect with him I want to give him what he needs you know my sense of Henry is that he is How do you put that in the most in the best way, Henry? I think Alexis maybe has a little bit of uh i don't want to say brain damage, but some some birth damage, mm-hmm. like obviously this didn't happen you know there there's no abuse in your home, he was never injured. I think he has some birth damage that has uh that affects his communication, you know mm-hmm. like the communication center in his brain, so there is no purring, there is no real affection he just doesn't have that and Mm -hmm. so letting him come to you but also hands-off communication like I taught you tonight might actually be really helpful with him because he doesn't really like to be touched but Mm -hmm. I feel like this was you know like unfortunately you know just like people sometimes they're born with syndromes or some kind of damage or some kind of trauma from birth or just from genetics you know Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is just that's his personality. I've had other cats and dogs before that I felt like almost had kind of like an autistic vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wonder about Henry if that's kind of you know his deal. But at any rate, but yeah, hands him... off
1: communication is a great way because mm-hmm. you might find the in there, he's yeah. in there, he just doesn't mm-hmm. really know how to express.
0: Oh, Cranky, you're singing my song, girl. She said, I would love to connect with my crows in my neighborhood. I love them. Oh, me too.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I have me a whole too.
0: murder in my yard every summer that I feed. And then in the winter, I have magpies that come up on our patio. And I put dog food out on the grill for them every day. In fact, I was interacting with one of them just earlier today. It was pretty great. <laughs> so same way, Cranky. Walk out into your yard. And open up your heart and just start showing the crows, the animals, especially if you have some in your trees that you can see at the moment. Show them coming into your feeder, right? Or, you know, make sure you have a feeder and a place set up for them with food they like. Uh, you know, they really like cat food and they love uh unsalted uh peanuts in the shell or out. They like sunflower seeds. Some of them like fruit, cut up fruit. Some don't. But uh, at any rate, so set up some feeding for them if you haven't already. And then just walk out there and just look at them and send that same cord, that connection to them. And then show them coming to your yard and eating and that this is a safe place and that you want them there. You'd be surprised what you can do with wild birds. They are also so freaking smart. Yeah. Crows are so crazy smart. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she said they have a feeder, <laughs> but the sparrows are pigs. <laughs> Damn it, sparrows, get out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nikki, it's good to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer's cat has FIV. We've been doing steroid shots mostly for two years. Is he getting tired of the shots and ready to go home or keep the treatment up? Jennifer, what's his name? And I'll tune into him for you. Yeah, Amy, we usually can't communicate with animals that have passed. Unless they've come back. They don't stay on the other side as long as people do. That's true. And sometimes they'll come back to you. Sometimes they don't, but
1: sometimes they do. Yeah.
0: Let's see. I'm just waiting for Jennifer to give me her kitty's name. Uh... Oh, Sunny. I'll tune into Sunny. Christy, do you want to take a look at Jen- or Jessica's question about Charlie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Jessica, our dog Charlie gets naughty and chews up things at times. Not all the time, but would love to leave him out of the kennel. Okay, so... I do feel like Charlie does that out of trying to get your attention about something. So I feel like he's... It's kind of like how... Little kids get into trouble when they need to talk about something. Do you know what I mean? It, it feels to me like that. So I want you to really observe at the times that he's chewing things up, what is happening? What is going on in the house uh, and going on around him? Because it's something that's upsetting him that, that has to do with what's happening in the environment when that happens. So I feel like you can find the the solution there. Um but also using the communication that Katie taught tonight to let him know that it's safe and it's okay. You can also show him um, playing with his toys and leaving other things alone and that kind of thing. But I do feel like he's reacting to something that's going on in the house, that his episodes of chewing up things correlate with something else. So think about that for a minute and see what you can figure out. Yeah. Sunny is cool to stay.
0: No, he doesn't love the uh doesn't love the shots as we know <laughs> but I do feel like he understands why he's getting them and that he does feel better you know for having them I don't feel like he's asking to check out anytime soon I don't he feels to me like he's pretty happy he actually showed me uh marching around the house with quite a bit of authority and <laughs> I think he's happy Jennifer to hang in here with you yeah that's cool
1: Wow, Nikki, I can't believe Cody is almost 17. Isn't that crazy? Time flies so fast. Yeah, I cannot believe he's that old. That's great. Um, there was a
0: question that was not animals, but that I wanted to get to. Christy, I'm gonna get it toss it over to you and then I'm gonna come back to a couple of animal questions. This was Megan. She said uh she wondered if she could get some cords cut. She said she's been feeling really drained and have this constant pressure. Mm-hmm. She said, I feel like I'm being followed or watched, but not by a person, more of like a bad energy or bad intentions. Like she's been marked. She said, I've been affecting, it's been affecting her dreams and just feels weird. She's
1: just off. Yeah. All right, Megan, I'm going to take a look right
0: now. Okay. While you do that. Oh, Amy said she and her daughter are both vet techs and that story broke her heart into a million pieces. Me too. Me too. That experience. Oh, but she was fine after that, just FYI. She did go to a different vet to get her stitches out. and <laughs> She was fine after that. Okay. Lauren said, I had a sweet feral boy who died a little over a year ago. Lately, I've been seeing shadows around me. Is that him coming to see me? Well, he, um, Lauren, he's been around you literally since he died. But he, co- I see him. I think he's probably is the shadows because I don't see him. As it's like a house cat, I see it more of like as like a, a big cat around you. In in spirit, the uh like the size that he's adapted is more like a panther or a a cougar than uh than a house cat. But yeah, I think he is around you a lot. He's actually really protective over you. Let's see. Misty's dog, Oscar, panics and gets separation anxiety away from her. He's a gorgeous boy, though. Any ideas? Um, definitely the technique I taught you tonight. Um, Rescue Remedy. Have you ever tried Rescue Remedy? Rescue Remedy is a, um, it's a flower essence by Bach. And they have an animal version of it, but you can use the human one, too. They're essentially the same thing. But Rescue Remedy is a really easy way to bring the uh, energy level down, you know, and, and to work with anxiety and separation both. So I would recommend putting some rescue remedy in his water and see if that helps make a difference. And again, showing him, and of course, make sure that he has something of yours that really smells of you, like a, a hoodie, a nightgown, something like that, that he is readily available to him to sleep on or to lay with. Yeah, I know some of these guys, man, they just, they want you all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. they want to do their you. job right uh megan yes you boy you had quite an attachment um it was like a big spear that went all the way through your heart and i did clear and release that you had some solar plexus attachments as well but that an attachment like that is not just a thought form attachment there's intention behind an attachment like that so i do understand why you've been feeling the way that you have uh, I did clear that for you. Um, honestly, there's more that we could work on, but I, I can't do that here. I would love to work with you a little more if you'd like to. If you go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com, which is our website, it's on the screen right now. Um, go down to the middle of the page. You'll see where you can schedule with me and get on get on my appointment book. Um, there's a, There's a lot here that I'd like to work with you on, but I did clear that attachment. I think you'll be feeling quite a bit better from that. And then we can work on, um, you know, the rest of it privately.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, I wanted to get to two more things, uh, and then we got to go. But um, so I'm going to talk to Amy uh, about her dog that had passed in 2015. Christy, will you take a look at Mo's question? Uh, Good evening. I wanted to see if you could see how Mackenzie, a cat, is doing with no students around. Does he feel lonelier? Will you check in with Mackenzie, yeah. and I'm going to take a look at Amy's uh, dog situation.
1: Yeah, does he feel lonelier? Let me see. Yeah, that that's a clear yes um, with Mackenzie. That Mackenzie does feel lonelier. Um, but I mean, Mackenzie's okay. It's not as though. Like, Mackenzie's in a bad way or anything. But I do feel like Mackenzie does prefer to have the students around. It would be good, if you can, to just make sure that Mackenzie has plenty of things to do. Uh, Toys, activities, scratching post, all that stuff Mm -hmm. uh, will help uh, with that. But, you know, I mean, yes. I mean, the answer is a yes to your question. Mackenzie does feel lonelier, but mackenzie could use some you know but mackenzie's yeah. okay i don't want you to feel like mackenzie's not okay
0: yeah so amy we sure actually had two amy questions and i don't want to not take them both so um let's see <laughs> i'm trying to organize my own brain sorry so amy w on your dog uh that dog was your soulmate i mean that is a animal spirit that's been with you, I think probably for eons. And I really feel like that spirit will come back into your life. This is an animal that wants to be around you. If they're not with you in, uh, in physical form, they're always with you in spirit form. And yeah. Um, I think when you're just ready, just invite her to come back, but, uh, she adored you and she said that she's your soulmate. That was the first thing she told me. Yeah. But it makes me laugh. You Amys are on the same track because Amy A had a very similar question uh, with a very similar answer. Mm-hmm. She said, we had a Minpin who started having seizures. And before we could get her to the vet, she passed in my arms. I'm so Sorry. That is so traumatic. Yeah. Uh, months later, we got a new dog who has some of the same traits. Totally different breed. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Trixie was the minpin and Sophie is the new pug. Yeah, same spirit. She wasn't ready to leave. She wasn't done. So she came right on back. Yeah, but it's funny because a lot of times you'll have some of the same traits uh, and sometimes they're the quirky ones.
1: You know? Yeah. Well, and, the memorable things, the things that you're going to recognize.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I feel like that's absolutely the same spirit. Her body gave out, but she wasn't done. So she just came right on back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Moonbeam said, uh, no, not Moonbeam. Who said it? Oh, Miss Misty. Oh, she said her mom makes rescue remedy. So that's good. She said, it, it, it's also because he loves me so much, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, it is. it is. It's just sometimes I know. And sometimes I think they just want to skin you and wear you, uh, you know, like a coat because they love you so My much. My dachshund does. <laughs> she
1: looks at me a little serial killery, Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. When she's yeah. staring at me for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, you guys, I'm excited to hear how you do uh, with a few extra uh, tips here. Yeah. Oh, Alexis said her bulldog died two years ago, and she's still in full grief over
1: it. Mm, sorry. Yeah. It's hard. It's
0: so hard. Your heart, when it's you fine. go to bed, ask your bulldog to come and visit you in green, in, in your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Ask for some uh, dream visitations to get a chance to feel that spirit with you. Definitely. Yeah. yep. All righty, you guys, we have got to go. We've burned our time, but thank you so much for being here. And of Man. course you can find me. I'm a professional psychic advisor at one, two, listen.com. That's the hotline that I work for. And I'm over there every day. You can call me anytime over there that you see me signed in. Um, and if I can help you, I would love to. And you can connect with Christy for a reading at truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. There's a spot there where you can uh, send her an email, right?
1: It's or just get on schedule. Schedule. So just, just schedule. Yeah, so just if you want to email schedule. me or have a question, um, just email us through the, through the website. Same. Mm-hmm. It'll get to me. Yep, for sure. Yep. And that is how to do it. So have a great weekend. We will be
0: back on Monday with a brand new case with our new season three format. And all the good stuff next week. So thanks so much, you guys. We appreciate you very much. Take care. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Bye, everybody.